0: Hello and welcome to Afton Unplugged. I'm your host, Superintendent Travis Brock. This podcast features the people and stories that make the Afton School District great. All right. Welcome friends. Thanks for joining us. This is uh, part two of a three-part series on artificial intelligence and today we'll be focusing on AI in education. Um, with me again is Adam Jasinski, Director of Technology for the Afton School District. And before we start hearing from Adam on a few items, I did want to acknowledge um, we do have a way for people to give feedback and ask questions. Info, info, at aftonschools.net. And we're fortunate enough to have one of our listeners send us a message. Uh, Lance says, in part one of your artificial intelligence episodes, you briefly mentioned the positives that artificial intelligence can bring to education, such as filtering through parent surveys. What are your thoughts on other positive ways AI can benefit schools, whether it's helping teachers, technology, or administrative staff? Uh, Great job on this episode. Look forward to hearing the rest of the series. Uh, Thanks for that feedback and question, and um, hopefully he'll be pleased with uh, part two of our series since it is about education and AI. So let's go ahead and get into it. And first thing, um, Adam, talk a little bit about um, how do you see or what are some ways we can expect AI to impact the classroom?
1: Yeah, so, it's already there. Uh, We've already been using it for a while. People may not have just realized that's what they were doing. Um, so one way that it's, it's already in use and been in use for a while is through personalized learning. So people in education circles, you know, that's something that we've talked about for a very long time. You know, how do you teach um, a student to their individual style at their individual pace? Um, that's rather difficult for a high school teacher to do that has seven class periods of 25 kids. Um, AI really helps do that. Um, So there's a lot of platforms that can kind of take a student's knowledge level base and their pace and provide that customized content and feedback. Um, And we're already using that here in Afton um, with a couple different applications, Um, Dreambox, um, prodigy those are both math applications that students at um, gotch and Manier, uh use and it really gives them um, problems based on their performance so they're not doing the same worksheet necessarily if you think back to how you know math used to be taught um, you know it really tailors with the work they're doing to how they're progressing through the content
0: yeah I think You know what comes to mind is the adage You know work smarter not harder I I think education is hard work So by all means it's not going to be easy But sometimes it seems unobtainable make certain things more efficient or more effective and uh, while trying to account for kids unique needs and people are at different places so uh, yeah I think you're spot on about how do we leverage that so that possibly things that we thought were unobtainable customizing personalizing for unique needs is, is, is more obtainable you know sure. still hard work but yet um, it's still something that may maybe we can we can make some headway with. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, maybe specific stakeholders within an education system. So thinking about administrators and teachers, um, wh- where might this help them um, do some of the tasks that they've been charged with? So let's think maybe a little bit about school administrators. How, how might AI benefit them?
1: Yeah, so it definitely can help with those kind of um uh, some of those more mundane administrative tasks, um, and give them more time to focus on teaching and, and not just administrators, but teachers too. Um, so there are platforms, um, that can grade a multiple choice test, right? So if you give it an answer key, the student takes a, the test, the AI system can go through and grade that for you instead of you having to go through, you know, and, and check those boxes yourself. Um, it can also help you kind of handle those maybe a simple question from a parent or a student. You know, if it if a question comes in of what time is this appointment, you know, AI can generate that response for you because it knows the content that you've created. Um, it's one thing that Chat GPT is particularly good at since it's a language model. Um, you know, if if you're trying to develop a um, you know, a letter to send out to all staff or come up with, you know, some ideas for professional development for teachers. Instead of sitting down and trying to rack your brain and generate these ideas, you can use those platforms just to kind of give you a whole bunch of content that you can then sort through and pick and choose what makes sense. So it's really about, you know, to your point, working smarter, not harder. It's about creating those efficiencies. Um, Now there are limitations, like you can't grade really complex assignments it can't grade subjective things um and it doesn't replace that teacher in the classroom Mm
0: -hmm. yeah definitely i think that's um you know one of the one of the concerns always is uh you know, will, will the technology make a profession or specific, um, or, um, you know, roles within the profession obsolete? And um, I think I think uh, we've found that that's not necessarily the case right. in education. Uh, as you mentioned, not everything we do is a multiple-choice test. It, it right. does take evaluating it and looking at, at a lot of different factors. So, yeah, good good point there
1: yeah ai can it can aid and augment it's not going to replace so it, it can't um, it has no emotional intelligence right yeah. so where a student can come in a classroom and they might be having a bad day you know the ai is not going to know that they can't sense that they can't re- it can't react appropriately to that but a teacher can um, you know they can modify what the content that students are doing um, whether that's to comfort them you know, maybe issue discipline if they're you not know, following what they're doing, an AI system would have no concept of what that even means. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really where teachers come in is applying that um, layer of empathy and understanding for students and also some creativity and critical thinking. Uh, you know, AI is not necessarily good at that yet. So, you know, a teacher can ask those probing questions and kind of push the students in that regard where an AI system necessarily couldn't.
0: Yeah, good point you know education is very much a social interaction you know we're together face to face as you mentioned just being able to read what how things are going with a particular student or with a particular classroom or just the the whole school uh definitely something that that um, is is necessary to take into consideration as we're educating students and uh, quite honestly uh Probably robots and computers don't want to do that job. Right, they they right. probably prefer other people do the, the the social part of the job and uh, uh, then then some of the other characteristics. So, good good news. We're uh, we're not going to be replaced. So, no. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, any anything else you can think of when you think of uh, some of the potential impacts, or you know, on uh, on folks within the
1: within the school community? Yeah. So, so one thing that AI is really good at, like we talked about last time, is that pattern recognition and you know discovering trends. Um, so, predictive analytics—it's very good at that. Um, so, you know, it can predict those. Um, Early identifications of students that may be at risk of dropping out. Um, It may help students improve their course selection. You know, if it has a a contextual knowledge of their body of work, you know, can help guide some of that. Um, And these tools are used around school districts today. Um, Afton used to be a partner with a company called Bright Bites. Um, They do a lot of that kind of work. Um, And then we have some other ones that we use, Panorama, for some um, social-emotional things. It helps kind of guide that work, and SchoolLink's a new platform we're onboarding for some college and career readiness. Um, One thing you have to be kind of cognizant of on all of these platforms is the possibility for bias introduced into the system. so if, if it's a survey-based system, if you're only sampling a certain size of your population, you might not have a true picture overall of you know what that trend means for the afton community. Um, so it's really being cognizant of how are you eliciting that information, how are you gathering it, you know what data are you feeding it. Like we talked about that last time, how mm-hmm. important the data that you send these systems are. Um, so they're not without. Faults, You know, it, you can't just flip a switch and use them. Mm-hmm. It really takes some thought and preparation. Again, you still have to have that human element to it because mm-hmm. um, yeah. the system is just going to give what you take it and run with it.
0: Yeah, that reminds me. I think in the last episode we talked about, um, you know, will this uh, will something that was developed to be used for something positive, or will it be used for something negative? And a lot of times that is in the hands of uh, of the adults that right. that are using the technology that was developed. And so. That kind of what you just mentioned, you know, makes me think of what some of the ethical implications are. So as we figure out how can this uh, help those within a school community? um, You mentioned a couple things that maybe fall under that umbrella of ethical implications. How are we using it? Anything else uh, you you want to expand on or or what does that uh, make you think of?
1: Yeah. So. one of the big things that people really have to be aware of especially with systems like chat gpt where you can just dump in any text you want is really thinking about those data privacy concerns um so in afton you know we have a process that we go through to vet any application that we use be that you know a, a new app that leverages some kind of machine learning to give those you know particular math assignments or the analytics platforms if it's ingesting information on our students we have to ensure it's meeting you know kind of those federal guidelines that we have Um, so FERPA you know that covers student records so you shouldn't be just taking a student's body of work and dumping it into one of these systems without Having that platform vetted through your school, um, and ChatGPT, when it first launched, there was a massive amount of interest across the nation on, you know, schools wanting to ban it, schools wanting to jump in and use it. Um, you know, my philosophy is it's it's really difficult to ban these things once they're out of the box, mm-hmm. um, so let's think about how to use them intelligently. Um, but I had to kind of pause some of our staff and say, slow down, you know, you can't just jump in and start using it with your students. Um, for one, the terms and conditions of ChatGPT when it launched is uh, was you had to be 18 years, years or older to use mm-hmm. it. Good point. Um, they actually changed that. Uh, it's now you have to be 13, because that's the law. Um, okay if you can be 13 and have an account on chat gpt um the caveat to that if you look at chat gpt's privacy policies they're not ferpa compliant so our students can't use it they might become compliant and once they do then you know there's no necessarily concerns at that point if they have that compliant factor Um, but people really need to be cognizant of information they're putting into these systems because anything you feed it it's going to use and it's going to learn from so if you're putting in your own personal information or personal information about a student or a student's body of work you really have to be cautious with that because you could be you know Triggering a FERPA violation if you do that. Um, and then, you know, kind of mentioned it already, is mm-hmm. they do have some bias that can be built into these systems, mm-hmm. uh, not intentionally, it's kind of unintentionally based on the data that it's fed. Um, you know, that's why I'm trying to get those accurate survey results for these kinds of things or, um, you know, not. Putting in junk data, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a, a famous example you can go read about is um, Amazon had kind of an AI HR system to go through applicants, um, and it generated its own bias for. Basically white male applicants Mm. because it found these are the ones that we want to put through and it just ignored everything else. Mm. No one told it to do that. No one programmed it to do that. Mm. Um, So you really have to be cognizant of let's look at the results and make sure it's reflective of the community as a whole.
0: Gotcha. Uh, great examples. And I, I think as we talk about AI and education, one of the things I probably should have mentioned at the top of the episode, we're kind of focusing today on the current applications or right. what's the impact going on right now. You kind of mentioned as things like ChatGPT are launched right now. What are the features? What are some things they real quickly maybe had to modify and are, are true about it today, but may not be true, you know, for you know, for, the uh, you know, the rest of the time. Right. You know, things always start one place, and then they kind of work themselves out. So as we kind of, um, you know, think about current applications, impact, covered a number of things in this episode already. Uh, how's it impacting the classroom? How's it impacting people that work in schools, like administrators, teachers, ethical implications? Anything else as we kind of wrap up that you wanna to, wanna to touch on?
1: Yeah, one of the more interesting things that um, I've seen with it—it's called intelligent tutoring systems. Mm-hmm. So this kind of concept of—and this is something that a platform like ChatGPT particularly could be pretty good at—is mm-hmm. um, really thinking of having that tutor or that assistant that everybody has access to. Gotcha. So yep. a personal tutor in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're familiar with Khan Academy, um, you know, they're kind of a very forward thinking, you know, ed tech company, uh, a lot of free resources. Um, they are actually developing a tutor um, that does that so it takes those kind of abilities of chat gpt but places those guardrails of education like we mentioned last time you know um, it may not have the guardrails necessarily to be used in the educational setting but there are absolutely companies that specialize in kind of forward-thinking ideas in education that are working on these systems um, and that really even opens up that door to more personalized and customized learning because a student can you know ask that system hey here's my book report what do you think i should change Mm -hmm. and instead of it doing what chat gp chat gpt will do and just give you one right it'll say well here's these suggestions here's what you should do Mm -hmm. here's what you can do for clarity Um, so i really think that kind of system is what you're going to see developed very, very soon. Um, there's already a couple of them. Um, Carnegie Learning has one, Cognitive Tutor. I haven't actually seen or played with it in its capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Duolingo, which is a, a, an open source language learning app, um, it kind of does some of that, some um, intelligent tutoring. So it'll listen to how you're speaking and saying words and mm-hmm. give you that feedback.
0: Yeah, good point with the tutoring aspect. We know um, coming to school, uh, experiencing what our educators and other people have to offer is great. That's why we want kids in school. That's why we think, you know, these face-to-face interactions are important. Reality is sometimes kids get stuck outside of school. They're trying to do homework either outside of school or maybe, you know, they're at lunch or they're in. They do have time during the day, but it's not optimal to to get at a person uh, to help them. And so how do we supplement those times when kids are trying to learn you know, outside of school yeah. and getting them what they need? So uh, a great, great point about tutoring. Um, all right. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, and uh, we will, uh, again, welcome your questions and feedback. You can get it at us at info, I-N-F-O, at aftonschools.net. This was part two of a three-part series. And so our next episode, or next part, uh, part three, will be the future of AI in education. So we kind of talked about current reality right now. We'll be get looking a little bit at maybe trends and predictions of what's coming uh, in the future. And again, Adam Jasinski, director of technology will be joining us for that session as well so with that we'll go ahead and sign off thanks for joining us adam thanks so much all right thank you for listening to afton unplugged and remember in the afton school district education is the most important thing we do we'll see you out there